0: The black widow spider is nature's ultimate example of the femme fatale, an unyielding queen in the middle of her silken throne waiting for the lowly male driven to her by an instinct most basic. Though her signature red hourglass may be a reminder that our days are numbered, the widow's reputation may not paint the full picture. Still, she's just one of many animals that engage in a sinister practice that's common in life Death in Taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe,
1: and I'm Carlos.
0: Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube and Spotify.
1: And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LT Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at lttaxonomy.com. And thank you to our patrons, uh, Tristan Taylor, uh, Carol Rasplich, and Jesse Rasplich. Thanks for supporting the show.
0: That's right. And today we're talking about a woman who doesn't give a darn about her bad reputation. But more on that later.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> uh, it, we watch Shrek every New Year's. It's uh, Bibby's uh, New Year's tradition. And she's bent on making it the tradition of our family going forward. <laughs> I, never, I watched Shrek like three times in my life before meeting her, and now we watch it every year. <laughs> so I probably wouldn't have even gotten that reference had that not been the case.
0: We um, saw like one of the last showings of the Shrek 3D experience at Universal before the thing was shut down.
1: They shut it? They're not doing that anymore?
0: Yeah.
1: Huh. I was disappointed. <laughs> I waited in, We waited in line for a while for that. And you have to wait in like a waiting room with where they recap the entire story of Shrek, yeah, one and two. It, I think. I mean,
0: those three D experiences are never that good. <laughs> uh, but since it was shutting down, we did it. Under under no circumstances would I have done it if, if it, it was wasn't the going. last time to do it.
1: <laughs> this is like when the artist dies and the, suddenly all their art becomes very valuable. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this—I mean, this—this this woman cares a lot about her reputation. She just doesn't want to be messed with. We'll see. We're talking about
0: the Black Widow, which is—I don't think um, any animal cares about their reputation, except for mim- animal animals that engage in mimicry.
1: I was gonna say, like, I bet you the Viceroy butterfly cares a lot about, but he his doesn't care
0: casing. about the Viceroy butterfly's reputation. He cares about. The monarch the, butterflies. The monarchs,
1: yeah, yeah. But he, he's linked his reputation to the monarch butterfly and coattails. Yeah, so he's writing his his coattails. Um, yeah, this is appropriate. I just watched Black Widow for the first time, uh, three days ago, and it was uh, it was pretty funny.
0: And I think I watched it for the second time three days ago. We were watching it at the same time. We
1: didn't even know it was it Saturday uh saturday night yeah yeah oh no no saturday in the in the middle of the day and then we had the, the kids got up and we ended up uh finishing the last like 20 minutes at night but yeah and then we immediately watched logan and then i remembered what good movies are And <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh yeah this is what it feels like to not be watching boba fett or whatever is <laughs> happening the
0: Disneyfication of oh. level
1: what a gamble Logan was anyway, it paid off. Um, the Black Widow is also known as the Western Widow uh, here in science. Um, but and I was struggling to find some um, nicknames and um, when I use, when I struggle with finding nicknames, I go to go to Bibby. And, I, and we do some brainstorming. And this one was a, the, probably the most fruitful nickname brainstorm yet. So, here it goes. We're going to call the Black Widow here, The Deadly Damsel, The Take It or Weave It, X's and Oh No's, Final Fantasy, Heartbreak Warfare, hey. and Gamer, Romanov Stroganov. <laughs> Wait, why that one? <laughs> Sorry, that's, that one's so dumb. <laughs>
0: uh, we even que- cleave
1: and Helen Killer. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's a woman?
1: <laughs> no, because they're blind. They're basically blind.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it later. But uh, cool. the romanov Stroganoff, well, yeah, I mean, it's food. Stroganov is food. And Romanov is the last name of the Black Widow in Marvel. So, get it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we're all on the same page here. Let's taxonomize this uh, femme fatale. Uh, the kingdom is Animalia. I mean, you know it. Like, you love it. You got to have it. It's Animalia. The phylum is Arthropoda. The subphylum, we're going subphylum. And this is the best subphylum ever because it's the funnest to say. It's the cellar door. Of subphylums, Serrata.
0: Hmm. What
1: will be, what will be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chelyserrata, serrata. This the uh, class is Arachnida. I'm we're, I'm reading lots of books with my one and a half year old son, and they all mention spiders and with bugs, like they'll say, "Oh, look, bugs." And there's spider there's a spider there. Or like insects. And there's a spider there. He's like, you could have picked any kind of bug. Could have picked a butterfly and a beetle. But nope, you gotta throw a spider in there to to throw him off his game and just and and like he's the son of a taxonomizer. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, whenever we read it, I clarify it for him. Not that he cares or understands, but one day he'll thank me. Um so yes, the class is not insecta where bugs and insects live, it's arachnida, because it's an arachnid. The order is Araniae. The infraorder order is Araniomorphae. The family is ther therididae. Two eyes together there. Not not super common. Th- Theridiidae. Um, the genus is Latrodectus, and the species is Hesperus. So the binomial nomenclature is Latrodectus Hesperus.
0: Cool, cool.
1: And since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. What was the what were we gonna name the one about the babies? I forget. Ba- baby names. Something like that. I don't remember what it's called. We don't have to go Baby names often. is a good one. Baby names. Yeah,
0: baby names. Because, you know, that's a thing that we, in, in our culture, we have to contend with.
1: We do have to contend with baby names. Oh, my goodness. I barely tolerate it, really. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes you just have to live with things you don't like very much. Um, yeah, so it's time for boo baby names. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Part of the show where I where we already know what a group of spiders is called and I can't find the translation for the binomial nomenclature. So. I ask you Joe a question and that question is not the same every time it's unique this time. What is the name of the babies of this animal? And we're talking about spiders. So if you saw. Some baby spiders. Would you say, A, that's a bunch of spiderlings, B, it's a bunch of hatchlings, C, it's a bunch of spiderettes, or D, it's a bunch of goobers?
0: Spiderlings, final answer.
1: Ding, 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 you're correct, yeah. That was a a gimme.
0: I feel like maybe I knew that from uh, Charlotte's Charlotte's Web. Web.
1: Probably. (laughs) that, That was all I could think about. Uh, it was Charlotte's Web when I was putting this together. But I could not find the definition for Lactrodectus hesperus or the constituent parts. So I was out of luck.
0: Hmm.
1: But at least it's not hatchlings.
0: That would it be is boring. U-
1: it is unique to spiders. So, yes, they are called spiderlings. I thought I might get you with spiderets. But they have spinnerets.
0: That was a that was a good contender. It was the only one I briefly considered.
1: You didn't consider goobers, not even for
0: a second. Not even for a second did I. In fact, you just saying that was the first time it really seeped into my mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It just it just went right through your ears. Yeah, that's how you say that phrase. Um, You want to talk about what the black widow looks like?
0: No thanks. I mean, yes, that's fine.
1: All right. Time for fast facts. Uh, yeah, so if you don't know what a Black Widow looks like, um, then consider yourself lucky. Uh, no, so f- f- they have very strong um, sexual dimorphism, which means that the males and females look very different. Uh, females are large, girthy Orb spiders with long legs and bulbous abdomens. Do not use that to describe human females. It it is just for the the black widow. Um, their bodies are jet black with the trademark red hourglass mark on the underside of their abdomen. And I think I meant I think I've even mentioned this on the show. There was there was one in my garage, and um, Bibby came in. And she was like, "There's a big spider in there." Uh, I mean, it's it, it just eats bugs, right? It should be fine. And I look, I walked in there, I was like, "That's not fine," because <laughs> um, it was very. It's <clears throat> once it crawled around to its other side, very clear, um, red hourglass mark on the underside. Um, but they're not always red. Sometimes they're yellowish orange or sometimes even white but most of the time they're red that's how you can tell that you've got a black widow on your hands which means you should fling it off your hands as soon as possible
0: (laughs) some Um, have are all black which is scary
1: yeah i mean they have a pretty they're they're like this the silhouette they cut is pretty unique as well like if i just saw a silhouette of a bunch of spiders i could probably pick out the black widow um just because their abdomen is just so so much of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, just better safe than sorry. Uh, males, on the other hand, are much smaller. And they have brown to light tan bodies uh, with cream-colored markings on their abdomens. Uh, and I had never gotten a really good look at a male uh, black widow. And now I'm starting to think that I have those in my garage, too. <laughs> i'm like oh look just a spider i've killed lots of you guys um just in case you guys are venomous and you bite my kids but um i killed one the other day and i think it may have been a male black widow now that i'm thinking back on it but i didn't examine it well enough it was just a it was just a smear
0: loosely related i was in a coffee shop today and they had the door open and um I saw some. There was a bee flying around, and then I saw a second bee flying around, and then I turned around, and at the window were like five to ten bees, just l- trying to figure their way out. Just bees everywhere in this coffee shop. Uh, oh my goodness! Oh. And and I got up, and the the barista was like, "Oh, what's what's up?" And uh, I was like, uh, "Bees, <laughs> bees are up." <laughs>
1: Uh, and uh, uh, and she uh, came over and she's like oh
0: and then she just like she grabbed a paper towel and walked over was walking towards these like group of bees to like start squishing them but at this at that moment somebody another person came in and she had to run like run and like serve them so and then like towards like after a little while they found their way out and there were like only a few left
1: oh you stuck around for.
0: For the bee apocalypse, well, for, the 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 lady the, from, the lady that had just come in was from the restaurant next door, and she was like, "Oh yeah, we get those all the time. They're not, they're pretty docile. They won't sting."
1: That is a gamble I would not want to take if I was allergic to bees. <laughs> it's like, oh well, I guess I'm not. Uh, eating at any of the restaurants or coffee shops in this strip mall
0: (laughs) well i don't know that i'm allergic to bees i've never been stung by a bee only a wasp i
1: don't know if i've ever been stung by a bee definitely been stung by many wasps and yellow yellow jackins and hornets and things like that i think i mentioned that on on the show in like july-ish but I mean, it's it's a lot. It, it's commitment for a bee to sting you because that means it's killing itself. Mm-hmm. So that's they usually, I guess, uh, are more likely to sting you if you're near their nest. Where were we? Oh, male. Um. Order brides. No, male. Um. Black widows. Or widowers. They, uh, males also have large, uh, papal... <laughs> <laughs> I have papal written here. It's palpal. <laughs> is the word.
0: They These are large papal. papal. organs. <laughs> they recognize the, uh, the lineage of Peter.
1: Is it a pa- So is a papal organ, like, uh, like the Pope's heart? Or is it... Like, uh, Hammond, <laughs> like the, a Hammond organ, it's it's the organ they play at the
0: Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: that's the papal Oregon. um, Oregon. I can't say anything. It's the pa- <laughs> papal
0: Oregon. Papal Oregon uh, is a Catholic organization in or in the state in of or-
1: Oregon. In this, yeah, I think that was on an episode of Portlandia. uh no, they have Palpal organs which are these large disc like things um and they're on the ends of their mandible like appendages called pedipalps lots of fun words here mandible (laughs) pedipalps palpal papal organ all great things um so i guess it's time to talk about how big they are joe sure
0: is uh, welcome to the Love Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show when we present, when that's introduced by you, when you send an audio of yourself saying, singing or chittering the words of measure up into LDTaxonomy.com. We do have a new measure up intro this week. The nice. first of the year. We also have an email from Nora with a funny story about animals in it. And let's get to it. Let's get to Which let's do one? the animal story first. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, Nora, friend of the show, contributor, extraordinaire, uh, writes this. I grew up in northern Canada, not quite midnight sun territory, but not far off. The height of at the height of winter, we got sunlight from 11 to 1 p.m., 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Give or take, and in summer, it wasn't it was light until 11 p.m. So we had to board up the windows to to sleep. Cardboard wrapped in tinfoil did the job. Uh, have you ever been far north in the summer or anything like that?
1: No, I've never experienced this phenomenon. It'd be so weird.
0: I've been in uh, Alaska in the summer and it like at 11 p.m. we're going to sleep and it's still like afternoon sun.
1: Yeah, Bibby, my wife, has been in... Um, has... Uh was in Alaska during the summer and I think she experienced this as well. That's that's so weird. That's got to be so jarring.
0: Yeah. Uh, Blackout curtains. Or cardboard cardboard wrapped in tinfoil.
1: Like you always feel like you're just taking a nap.
0: (laughs) She continues. One of my parents' friends was a nature photographer and he offered to bring us with him to photograph the boreal caribou herd. Exciting, she says. Unfortunately, my brother was three years old. And why that's unfortunate will become clear later. For context, the herd is enormous. 3,000 heads. 3,000 head, if I recall correctly. If I remember correctly. I I R C. And in this time of year, they were steadily walking across a half-frozen lake surface that was turning to slush under their hooves. It was awesome in the truest sense of the word. My baby brother, Thomas, but pronounced Thomas? Thomas? How do you say Thomas in French? I'll never get the accent right. That but sounds great. Thomas. Thomas? Yeah. So got, uh, her baby brother got so excited <laughs> that he took off running out of their hiding spot top toddler speed shrieking at the top of his lungs caribou
1: (laughs) top toddler speed
0: (laughs) 3000 caribou looked up suddenly and then 3000 caribou took off running in the opposite direction not a photo was taken that day you have never seen anything so funny as a grown adult trying really hard not to be mad at a toddler who has no idea what he did wrong man hilarious (laughs)
1: Oh, Nora, you are a good storyteller <laughs> I, I was on the edge of my seat For that well whole story written.
0: Well written indeed and I, I, I wanted to I,
1: find out why it was unfortunate that he was a toddler And it all came together at the end I speaking love Speaking of
0: awesome in the truest sense of the word Think of the power That A three year old A tiny human <laughs> Was wielding in getting A three thousand uh caribou to move.
1: Yeah, I've I, one of the things that you notice with a, a, a toddler is that what they really they really enjoy it when they do something and the wor- interact with the world and it changes consistently. <laughs> like they like to they, that's why they press a button and it lights up or it says a thing or they they say like they make a sound and you laugh and then they make it again and then you laugh again and they, they like the exerting power over the world around them. That kid must have been flying high.
0: Toma will be chasing that high for the rest <laughs> of his life. <laughs> he's just,
1: he's probably like the CEO of Microsoft or something like that. And it's not
0: enough. It's nothing <laughs> compared to the 3,000 caribou.
1: He probably tells that story uh, to
0: all of his employees now. Three years old is re- is enough to be remembered.
1: Yeah, and and pr- the way he probably gets his uh, people to do things for him is he just yells what they are at them. I'm sure he remembers <laughs> this.
0: Well, or maybe I'd not. Be- Who knows? No,er let us know. Does your brother remember this?
1: And maybe it's one of those things where like you don't really remember it, but people have told you the story so much and so vividly that it becomes a memory, kind of thing. I don't know. You, you conflate it with actually remembering it.
0: Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, and then, like, you have a mental picture of what you've only been told. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get <laughs> next story, thing. story, Nora. Next Thank thing. You. Moving right along. We're, we are have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to uh, listener interaction for this episode.
1: Yes. When it rains, it pours.
0: So this one's coming from Jennifer. She's interacted before. Did she send a, new, a recording before? She might have. But Jennifer with a U, uh, which is fitting for an animal podcast. Um, f- without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show.
1: Whoo it's uh I had a word for it <laughs> I lost it It's <laughs> covert outside. Covert yeah there we go It's subtle it's
0: Yeah it's secret keep it secret keep it safe
1: Measure, measure up. up Thank you Jennifer <laughs> Jennifer with a U
0: That's that that's if measure up was a cologne
1: <laughs> Yes so basically it's just the commercial it's it's the exact same commercial where Jared Leto and an ostrich are like shopping at a store or something like that. And then at the end, it just says, measure up.
0: Yeah, it's exa- it's exactly that.
1: Yeah. Do you know the commercial I'm
0: talking about? I've We've talked about it before, but I don't think I've ever he- actually seen it.
1: Yeah. I mean, all all Cologne commercials are insane, but that one, that one particularly stood out to me. Some
0: are just like a guy in a suit in black and white saying the name of a thing.
1: Yeah, or it's just like ri- rich-looking people diving into water and then that's it. It's it's the cologne. I mean, I I don't know how I would make a commercial about cologne. I might end up at the same <laughs> with uh, up at the same idea. But the one that stuck in my head the most was Jared Leto or Leto or whatever uh in an ostrich sh- shopping uh I don't know if it's a supermarket or a thrift store or something but and it's animal-based, so it works. We just steal steal the commercial.
0: Let's talk about their length. Thank you, Jennifer. They're, I don't even know if I said Oh, yes. That. Thank you. Thank you very much. They're 14 to four, 16 millimeters or a half inch. It's okay. Let's call okay. it a half inch. How many Black Widows go into the length of the world's largest commercially available pizza?
1: Oh, good. I get to think about things that are commercially available, not just, like, what is possible for the human psyche. Um,
0: (laughs) Here's a a hint. The pizza, known as The Bus, is offered by Moon Tower Pizza Bar in Burleson, Texas, and I haven't eaten dinner and I'm thinking about a big pizza and I'm very hungry. It costs nearly $300 to buy. (coughs) Oh, boy. $290-something. $300. Uh... And you can have it delivered within a certain radius from the store, but you need to give the restaurant 48 hours notice.
1: So it's called the bus. So I imagine it's not a round pizza. pizza. It's one of those, like, flatbread-shaped ones.
0: It is a rectangle.
1: Yeah. And it can be delivered. I guess if they have a bus, they can deliver it if it's super long. But if it can be transported in the average... Vehicle, maybe it's like six feet or something like that.
0: A lot of businesses have those like big vans. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe they cater. Maybe it's a catering van.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll go eight feet. Eight, an eight foot pizza. $300 for eight feet of pizza. That doesn't seem, that seems like. A ridiculous amount of money to spend on, on that amount of pizza. It's got to be more than that. Yeah, goodness gracious! I'm imagining eight feet of pizza, and I I would be like, I'd pay fifty dollars for that, but that's about it. Uh, it must be pretty long. Maybe it's also wide and thick. There's a pizza baking, wide and thick and wide.
0: <laughs> There's also the the like logistical and administrative tasks of creating such a pizza
1: deep dish um all right I'm gonna go with 15 feet did you just snicker am I wrong (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't care I'm going with it I'm okay so the answer is my answer is 360 Uh, black widows, female black widows, end to end, would be the length of this pizza.
0: Okie dokie. The correct answer is 192 black widows.
1: Oh, I was. uh, Guess how long it was. I was right. Yeah.
0: It's eight feet. (laughs) (laughs) I was right. Eight feet, eight, eight by two feet, eight inches.
1: Oh, I should have. I should have taken your snicker as a sign. Were you you thinking?
0: Of a really long and thin pizza yes ah uh.
1: well yeah like uh maybe eight by eight eight foot by eight inch or something like that um yeah like a big ribbon <laughs> big pizza ribbon um but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah eight by two. An 8x2, eight, eight by two, eight. Let's talk wait. Maybe you'll, but you could uh, buy
1: thirty pizzas, 30, pi- 30, 30 pizzas from Father Jonathan's.
0: I wonder that if that much. would cover the same surface area. Uh,
1: probably.
0: But also, if this ain't this ain't no Father Jonathan's pizza, this is Moon Tower Pizza Bar. Maybe that's better.
1: Sure. Maybe it is. It's
0: restaurant pizza. It's not fast food pizza. So, I
1: love, I love Father Jonathan's.
0: Oh, there's a time and a place. There is a season. I'm telling you. There. Uh, let me just say, <laughs> there is a season for an Anthony's Cold fire, and there is a season for Father Jonathan's. Um, let's talk weight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or a California Pizza Kitchen.
0: Yes. Uh, they're zero point nine grams or zero point zero three five ounces.
1: Zero point zero three five.
0: So, how many black widows go into the greatest combined weight of boxers in a fight?
1: I'm assuming two boxers. Mm-hmm. Ever this wasn't
0: like- this wasn't luchador like this wasn't an all-out brawl. Um, here's a hint: in 1971, Claude Humphrey McBride from Oklahoma and Jimmy Black from Houston uh, fought and made the record. Their combined weight is the highest weight combined they called it the, they called it um tonnage though the uh the record for tonnage
1: interesting i'm sure it wasn't even one ton um all right two heavyweight boxers probably together 600 pounds that's conservative Yeah, I'm going to go with 600. I'm probably, I feel like I'd probably be pretty close. That's 300 pounds each. That's, uh... That's quite a bit. But man, if they're tall and muscular, then that would be more... I'll go with 700. We'll give, we'll give them each 350. Um that's that's very heavy <laughs> if they're both tall though then I like i'm I'm imagining like dwayne the Rock Johnson I imagine he weighs like 350 pounds um all right so 700 pounds uh three hundred and twenty thousand. Black Widows
0: 320,000 Black Widows final answer yes the correct answer is 352,000
1: oh I call that a win that was it close. was 699
0: pounds in total so I'm gonna call that like a ride on the money
1: 699 pounds. I was a pound off
0: I think you lost I'm- spiders it through my conversions because I, I had, might have done the math in metric.
1: Yeah, I did. I did seven hundred times six. Seven hundred pounds times sixteen ounces, which is eleven thousand two hundred ounces, and then I divided that by your ounce rate, which was point zero three five, which is where we landed.
0: Conversions and metrics and uh, and uh, rounding.
1: Spot on! I can't <laughs> believe it. I was, <laughs> dang. Yeah. I wonder if I was right about how much join the Rock Johnson weighs.
0: <laughs> maybe you're right about everything today.
1: Yeah, maybe I'm just like right. I wasn't right about the first thing though. You were oh, right. No I was. And then I then And
0: you you didn't trust your gut.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but my your gut, gut is wants right. pizza.
0: <laughs> yeah, mine too. Um, you know, I feel like I rarely eat a pizza and I'm still overweight. So what's all this not eating pizza about? What's it all even for? (laughs) I don't eat pizza because it's not good for you.
1: There's a difference between like it making you overweight and it being like bad for you. Like there's so much stuff that's bad for you. Yeah. But not all of it like makes you overweight.
0: We have these healthy pizzas made with nothing that you would think of when you think about a pizza. And they're just a hollow shell of what a pizza should be.
1: Oh, we eat, ca- we eat cauliflower pizza.
0: There is no shade in the shadow of a pizza. I'll tell you that much. Um,
1: <laughs> but we will bake in the shade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, do you have any fast facts before we get into the major fact?
1: I sure do. So this particular species of black widow. So black widows are all of the entire genus of Latrodectus. Which sounds like a cool place to explore in Demon Souls. Um, but th- these, this particular one, Lat- Latrodectus Hesperus, uh, is the Western North American Black Widow. So chances are uh, you've met one. Or at least seen one. Uh, their diet includes beetles, ants, wasps, and bees for the most part. Uh, but they will also eat each other they're cannibals um this but it this particular species is not as cannibalistic as some of the other black widows uh they will mostly only revert to it if they're starving if there isn't any other food around uh or if they're fighting and i guess things just get out of hand and then they're like oh i just i've worked up an appetite they'll even eat their own siblings in some situations um, so, it's just... not
0: that uncommon in the animal kingdom, I guess. We keep talking nope, about it this.
1: is. It is definitely not uncommon in uh, the arthropod.
0: But even in the world. in the mammals, like eating young in times of famine is pretty pretty yeah. common.
1: It's brutal out there. Thank God he made me a human. <laughs> Um, in a
0: time when humans don't do that <laughs> in a place as well For the
1: mo- in a time and place where where it's not acceptable to do that because um, it, it's frowned upon in most societies
0: mm-hmm.
1: as Johnny Depp would say so females female uh, black widows they are well actually all black widows are almost blind like I mentioned earlier that's why we call them hell and killer um they so rather than use their eight eyes to see they uh they detect chemical pheromones and that's how they uh mostly navigate so they can detect chemical cues from their prey and so they'll follow those cues and once they detect lots of chemicals from lots of different prey that's where they'll set up shop so one of the ways, um, that exterminators help prevent black widow infestations in places where there are a lot of them is they will just eliminate the prey species for the black widow. And then it'll just never, it's less likely to set up shop in your house. Um, if you have a lot of the particular, uh, kinds of beetles in ants and bees that the black widow likes to eat, then you have a good chance of having a couple, um, you know, uh, make their webs in your garage and stuff like that, like they did in in mine. But fortunately, there was only one. But you can look up. There are some situations. I think there was a video that came out like six or seven years ago, and they just it's like a iPhone video. Just goes into a, a kind of a rundown house and it looks up in the corner, and there's just probably thousands. Like the the ceiling is just just this mass of webs and black widows absolutely horrifying considering how aggressive these things are they have a tendency to run at you if you don't kill them on the first squish uh their goal is to bite you that's that their 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 defense their their best defense is a good offense So rather than skitter away and uh, give you nightmares and force you to have to burn the house down and get a hotel, they will just – they're here to end it right here and right now. One of you guys is going down. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that would have been a terrifying thing to walk into. Um, For the most part, their webs are disorganized. They're sloppy widows. (laughs) Um Uh, the, meaning, like, y- you usually see other orb spiders, and they have a very, like, intricate and specific and symmetrical pattern to their webs. It's not the case with the the Black Widow. It's just kind of higgledy-piggledy. Um, <laughs> but their silk has a tensile strength that is, uh, strong, that is higher than steel. It's so a super, super strong silk. I think we mentioned this in the... Uh, the one spider that strings across like an entire river—I forgot what the was—that the Darwin spider. I think it may have been. Anyway, spider silk is te- is, is usually very very strong or very has very high uh, uh, tensile strength, and black widows have some of the strongest. Uh, they can even shoot a glob of silk at predators, um, which is. Helpful since they tend to be stationary, and if their uh, webs are too close to the ground, things like mice can and lizards can come and eat them. Um, and they're because they're mostly blind; they the strands of their webs are covered in a pheromone that allows them to identify each other. So, uh, as soon as a male comes in contact with the female's web, he'll start the courting process. Um, which involves getting his giving off his own pheromone because he knows he's 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 touching a female's web, um, but as soon as the female smells the male's pheromone, um, she will uh, not immediately kill him, <laughs> not immediately assume that he's prey or predator and not uh, not attack immediately. Um, and uh, as for their their bite. Black widows are famous for being pretty dangerous spiders. As a kid, I thought you just died if you got bit by one. That and the brown recluse, you're just dead. Uh, have you had a nice life? Um, but there's just nothing that can be that, that can be done. They're that deadly. It's not the case. Um, their venom is a powerful neurotoxin that paralyzes its prey, and then the spider does what spiders do best, which is like vomit. Uh, um. Uh, digestive enzymes into the into the arthropod, and then kind of drink a arthropod milkshake. Just delicious. I they they drink it up. Um, but being bitten by one as a human uh, is probably not going to be fatal, but it's not going to be fun either. So it's definitely better to be bitten by a black widow in most cases than your average venomous snake. It. The Black Widow's bite causes irritation, pain, nausea, muscle spasms, uh, and excessive sweating. But as long as you don't have an allergy to it or some sort of like pre-existing medical condition, um, it's probably not going to be that big of a deal. Still, you don't want to get bit by one. Don't mess with them.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's like Brown Recluse where it could cause necrosis, which is not good at all. Necrosis is like a chunk of your skin's falling off
1: this is a neurotoxin made up of um like certain proteins so it's supposed it 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 attacks nerve cells um
0: i bet if you get bit on like a like the pinky or something like it could do some like permanent damage
1: yeah you might be able to like hold up your pinky and say that's where i got bit by a black widow six years ago
0: um that's that's all you got
1: and that's all i got those are my fast facts
0: well, here's a major fact. I'm calling it the bad reputation. Um, black widows uh, you mentioned are, can engage in cannibalism, but they're probably most one of the most famous examples of sexual cannibalism, which is when an animal eats its mate after mating. In fact, this prey the, this practice is how they got their ominous name. But as we've heard several times before, eating your mate is not that uncommon in nature, especially in the world of small arthropods. Um, the black widow's female the black widow female's reputation as a femme fatale may be overblown At best it's an overblown rumor at worst it's libelous scandalous The courtship routine of, bl- of black widows is complex and the males may sometimes be more like a court jester than a suitable suitor. The, the courtship begins when a male happens upon the female's web after contact, uh, catching the scent that covers her silk. So the, the, her scent is all over her web, and it wafts into the air. And he smells it and approaches. Uh, when he finds it, he'll tap on the web uh, to show his interest and vibrate his abdomen to increase the vibrations on the web. The female... Uh, if the female is uninterested, she'll drive the male away, leaving him to date and die another day. To increase his odds, the male will kill two birds with one stone. Uh, he'll, cut, he'll cut the lines of the female's web, making it smaller. Uh, this will cut off some of the female's escape paths... But it also cuts down on the surface area of the web, which lowers the chance of another male catching her scent.
1: (laughs) This is exactly what the Prince of Persuasion in Bob's Burgers tells you to do in order to to get a lady (laughs) to like you. You cut off her escape route. (laughs)
0: Um, But there's a chance that the female will proactively eat a male if she smells a lot of other male pheromones in the area. So if she, if you approach and there's a ton of options, there's a chance she might preemptively just gobble you up. Because she's got options and she's hungry. But before mating initiates, the male will construct a bridal veil, which is drapery of his own silk that he surrounds her with, creating an aura of his own pheromone all around her.
1: Hmm.
0: And this so seems just, to uh, pacify her.
1: It's a stank
0: veil. <laughs> if she is receptive, she'll mimic the male's vibration and copulation will commence. When the deed is done, the act leaves the male's reproductive parts damaged and inert.
1: It's death by snooze snoo.:
0: It is. So, here's where the rumors start. Because the male has damaged organs, sometimes he straight up dies. And then, not to waste resources, the female will eat him. In some cases, knowing his job is done, the male will literally move to her mouth parts to be eaten, throwing himself down her gullet.
1: I just died in your wet tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but in, in many examples of sexual cannibalism, it's a planned strategy between both individuals to give the mother and babies all the resources they need for success. A nuptial gift in the form of self-sacrifice.
1: This is this is Superman's parents sending him to Earth.
0: Yeah. No, it isn't. It's not a nuptial <laughs> gift. Uh, still, there are only two Black Widow species that almost always involve sexual cannibalism. Most of the more than 30 species rarely engage in sexual cannibalism. And that's, isn't that crazy? Like black widows. Yeah. We know they do this. Obviously they do this. Actually only a few of them, only two of them do it all the time and only a few of them do it at all.
1: Well, so it seems like rather than mating and then eating the male, it's, it's more often that the male gets eaten before the mating even happens. Um, or the male gets eaten long after the mating has happened she does so it it doesn't seem like it seems like the the misconception is that she doesn't kill and eat the male after mating, like you'd think yeah she does sometimes kill and eat the male, and then she <laughs> does sometimes eat the male after mating, but she does not kill and eat the male after mating very often
0: right and when she does kill and eat the male. It's because she's a much larger arthropod, and she do what what spiders do.
1: Yeah, they didn't include that in the Spider Man song.
0: Just <laughs> <Does laughs> whatever a spider does. Mate. Um, this, is,
1: this is that brings a, 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 that that would make that Spider Gwen story very macabre.
0: But Latrodectus hesperus, has, has this species in particular. The female is so selective that sometimes they will accidentally not mate. <laughs> like, they will be so selective that they, they select themselves out of the gene pool. Um, the females. But um, being selective increases her odds of, you know, ha- making more successful and and genetically strong uh, spiders.
1: Spiderlings.
0: Spiderlings. But that's all but, I got.
1: Uh, by also being selective, yeah, she also increases the odds of not mating at all. Right. So it's an interesting little gamble there. But if she smells that there are more fish in the sea, right, then maybe she'll get lucky after all. <laughs>
0: Worst case scenario, she smells a ton of males. They're all upwind. They never smell her. They never find her. <laughs> then, so she's com- extremely selective, but her actual chances of getting a male to come to her web are low.
1: This is that in the in the Pixar Volcano song where the one volcano, the girl volcano, can see the guy volcano, but he can't see her. And so their love is just, it, it, they're just separated forever it's probably it's exactly like that it's actually. very
0: sad. it's more like that than superman's parents <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey it's sacrificing so the kit for the kids
0: he's going to sacrifice himself uh what is that <laughs> it's from harry potter <laughs> it, is it yeah like uh no wrong no he's going to sacrifice himself
1: oh you know, yeah when from the when first one yeah and yeah. there's
0: a lady on TikTok that does the whole thing really really well and in my mind that's the real version she's like <laughs> her version of the nasally Harry Potter Ron
1: no you can't <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh not is... me
0: not <laughs> Yo. <laughs>
1: oh that was oh that was spot on <laughs>
0: You have to. Yeah, I'm a mere, a mere pretender compared to this woman on TikTok.
1: Oh, I re- I really want. Can you send that to me, or do yeah. I have to log? Do I have to have an account?
0: No, I can send it to you.
1: Yeah, I want to watch that because that was good. <laughs> 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 all right, uh, that was the Black Widow. Uh, is that all I got?
0: That's all I got.
1: All right, so for you out there in podcastia, weave some strong silk keep your webs disorganized, and always give out the right pheromones, like the Black Widow here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy.
0: Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show, but ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow, so if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast.
1: I meant to say give give off. What did you say? I feel like I said give out the right pheromones.
0: Hand out the right pheromones.
1: Pass pass out some pheromones, but make sure they're the right ones. Like hand out
0: the right flyers. Yeah. (laughs) I just died in your arms tonight. I like that. That was good. That was a good, well placed. You you sang in an episode again.
1: Yep.